on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. It is great to have your company. You are watching Ticker today. I'm Aaron Young. And today we're discussing cybersecurity and whether paying a ransom is ever a good idea. For more, we're joined by the Shadow Minister for Home Affairs and Cybersecurity in Australia, James Patterson. And Senator, we've seen a number of companies, law firms even, that are copying these ransom for data, critical data that sometimes could even involve customers as well. We hear that on average, the ransom paid by Australian businesses is around a million dollars. That is despite being told don't pay a ransom what do you think is going on i do understand for an individual business or individual entity why it might be tempting for them to pay a ransom but the very consistent advice from the australian government and its agencies for a long time has been don't pay the ransom the reason why they give that advice is that even if you do pay the ransom there is no guarantee that you get your data back and in doing so, you are facilitating a criminal enterprise and allowing them to get a big payday, which they use to then look after other victims. You're also sending the message that you are willing to pay, and that gets around in the cyber criminal world, and it will likely lead to you being targeted again. So if you pay and you haven't got the robust cyber defences you need, it's highly likely that they'll come back to you and try and hit you again. So it really is a very short-term uh, relief. Uh, I understand why some businesses contemplate it, uh, but we, our advice has always been don't do it, and it, it doesn't guarantee any protection at all. Why are certain businesses targeted? Is it because they're easy or is there for a bigger reason? There's a range of reasons why a business is targeted. Uh, firstly, yes, there has to be a vulnerability. If there's no identified vulnerability with your business, then there's no avenue for an attack, so you won't be attacked. So that's the first thing every business can do to try and protect themselves is look out for those and mitigate and patch those vulnerabilities. Secondly, they're going to look to businesses who can pay. They want to look for profitable businesses who have the capacity to pay. And then finally, they're going to look for businesses who are going to want to pay. Uh, their business can be crippled if they don't have to continue access to their data or their systems can't operate and therefore the business can't operate. So they're going to target businesses, for example, in the healthcare sector like hospitals, where they can seek to take offline some of their equipment so that operations can't take place in the hospital and therefore some uh, hospital operators are willing to pay to get back online and get their business up and running. So why isn't it illegal then for businesses to pay a ransom? There's no national jurisdiction anywhere in the world that has made paying ransomware a crime, although there are some that are contemplating it, including Australia, as part of the cybersecurity strategy refresh that the current government is doing. Um, uh, there are, it, it can be intuitively appealing to ban it for all the reasons that I, that I set out. The problem is there are sometimes edge cases, uh, rare cases where paying it might be in a business's interest, even if the government advises against it. So a hypothetical hospital example, uh, if a piece of equipment is needed to be used for a life-saving operation, and it can only be brought back online by making a payment, then I can understand why they might want to do so. Or a small business who has lost all of its data and who, if it does not recover access to that data, will have to completely cease operations. I understand why those individuals might choose to do so. And government has to be careful about a one-size-fits-all rule, despite the fact that the advice we provide is very consistent. What are your thoughts on TikTok? It's been up for debate across the United States. I know the Australian government as well talking about banning it on government devices. What about a wider ban? How worried should the public be about having TikTok on their phone? TikTok really represents two different national security risks to Australians. One is their personal data risk, which is really an espionage risk. They can get access to an awful amount of information on your phone and your habits on your phone. 
And because they are beholden to the Chinese Communist Party, there's no guarantee it won't fall into their hands. The second risk is a foreign interference risk, the risk that they could use their algorithm to pump content into our democracy, which is consistent with the objectives of the Chinese Communist Party, but which is inconsistent with our national interest. And that secondary threat remains a very serious one, even after the government has already banned it from government devices, which has solved the espionage threat, at least for government users. So there is an ongoing threat to the six or seven million Australians who still use the app and therefore a flow-on effect to our democracy. I think we have to keep all options on the table, including a possible ban. If we can solve this problem without banning the app, then that would be my preference. But I think we need to keep that option on the table if it can't be solved by any other means. Just quickly, though, I mean, we look towards TikTok for security concerns. Head of security for Twitter has just left. I think the second one as well. Uh, We all know what has happened with Facebook when it comes to user data over the years too. Are we just singling out China here? Isn't this a broader problem for all social media companies? You're absolutely right, Aaron, that all social media companies pose a degree of risk. Certainly, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube are all interested in harvesting our data, and they're using it to target us with advertising, typically. Um, The difference between those companies, which are headquartered in the United States, which is a rule of law democracy in a country which is allied to Australia, and companies like TikTok and WeChat, who are headquartered in China, is that those companies are beholden to an authoritarian foreign government, which is also the number one source of foreign interference and espionage in our democracy, and the number one source of state back cyber attacks. So they pose both the same risk that the Western headquartered social media companies pose and an increased and elevated risk because Mm -hmm. of their close relationship Mm -hmm. to the Chinese government. So we do have to treat them differently. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, Senator James Patterson, thanks so much for stopping by at Ticker today. Great to be with you. All right, that is the program for now. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'm Aaron Young. I'll see you right after this. (laughs) 